Are you down and depressed, struggling to play the game of life? Could you use a little guidance, some honest advice, a weekly dose of functional encouragement? Well, if so, then ask your doctor about... No, just kidding. Don't do that. Join me, Sarah Rice. And me, Therapy Jeff. Two mental health professionals speaking honestly and transparently on the world's 8,749th BS-free mental health podcast. Yep, that's honesty. Listen to our new podcast, This Changes Everything. support. Thank you for joining us. And now, here's your host, Alessandra Torrezani. Barrett Letty in the house right now. I mean, technically not in the house, in the sound booth, all the way from the big city of New York. In our respective houses. In our respective Expected houses, and I yeah. think it's so bananas to me that we have not met in person. I know because I feel like I know you so well, and I feel like I've spent so much like quality time with you yeah. that it, it's strange because um, uh, the guy who does uh, Beauty in the Brain, the segment that I do on emotional support, uh, David Haggerty. He and I have been doing this show for like two years and we've only met one time in person, but we talk every single day and we FaceTime and we text and we call and like we know everything going on in each other's lives. But it's so bizarre because never would that happen. If there wasn't a pandemic, I would have been in New York multiple times already hanging out. Right, exactly. So know, it's, it's so it's, weird. It's, it's, it's just weird that, that uh, just how social media... Um, you know, it just connects us all, man. Yeah, and, it, yeah, and no, but it, it's funny how, like, I'm thinking about my my friends from childhood, and how we just met organically through, you know, through school. And right. I'm like, school. I wonder if like that would work, um, if we had all met on on like online. I guess it's just funny. It's funny that you. You don't necessarily. I mean, you you don't necessarily need a, to cultivate re- your relationships in right. person. Right. I mean, it helps. It but, helps, but um, I think we've also been so open to having. I don't want to say in quote unquote online relationships, but I feel like right. we have been more comfortable because it's the new norm and it's what we right. have to do. And push came to shove. It was the only way of communication with other people. So I think it's really fun. And it's just a testament that we really got to know each other on such a, a cool level. Um, yeah. And we had so many commonalities. I think that people are going to be very excited if you're like, wow, Barrett Letty's voice sounds so familiar. Well, that's because Barrett is the voice of Emotional Support Season 3. Emotional Support. With <laughs> Alessandra. Yeah. Um, How many times did you do that in your sound booth and you were like, this is the worst fucking thing I've ever done. Why did no, I let this crazy girl I, do this? No, I, I enjoyed it. I Anytime you can do like an, ah, in 23 Skadoo, here come the girls. Yeah. You know, oh, look, there's <laughs> lovely Lana walking down the, the runway there. You know, it, it's like anytime you can do one of those old timey yeah. uh, announcer guys. I can't believe there were people walking around like that. I, oh yeah. you know yeah yeah i guess i guess they say film was expensive back in the day so that's why people may have rushed I don't oh know really that, that's like a that's one of the theories 
Is that that's the reason why? I, well, I I I I knew you would be in the drawing room. You know, you know, whatever. Like, I just and, think that people used to speak like that because it was a mix of an Irish accent and English accent, and it was just kind of like that fancy Hollywood oh, accent, the transatlantic thing. Yeah. yeah, maybe that's it. Yeah, yeah. But, but it's we weird can... that it's also a fast. It's fast. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's very fast. It's a very fast accent, but I'm kind of all about it. And I it's great. I really wanted it to be such a fun, upbeat. Um, you know, it's so funny. I actually performed when I was seven years old, seven or eight, to Hello Dolly. I was a national jazz mm. and tap champion, and I did a jazz routine to Hello Dolly. So for me, I loved all of the old school, big band, musical intros, Frank Sinatra, you yes. know, the four, Frankie Valley and the Four Seasons. All of this type of music has been such an inspiration for me, and I... Just I it makes me want to dance like it makes oh, I me want to get up and dance. So you're and you're a great dancer and I'm like I can fake, um, I, learning any choreography. That's sort of like what has, um, that's sort of hindered me in trying to do like when I moved to New York originally and trying to do a lot of theater. I would oh. like nail I'd nail the singing audition. I'd nail the acting part. Then I'd get a callback. And they'd be like, all right, now you're going to dance. It's like, well, geez, you should have just made me dance at the top so you could have ruled me out. Right. And because I can kind of, and you know what? I can learn it. I think you can learn learn it. it. You got skill. But not in five minutes. Right. Like not, you know what I mean? Like here, learn this thing. You're like, you know, maybe I could. Did you take dance class when you were a kid? No, no, Mm. no. Yeah, I don't know. No, I didn't. I I, kind of like got into did you originally it. come to LA to not to LA to, excuse me did oh. you originally come to New York to do Broadway kind, um I was doing a lot of theater and then I moved yeah and I did move to New York um I guess I guess to do more theater stuff yeah theater and um and and sketch comedy or but yeah I, I my only you know when you're in high school you're not really Unless you're already acting professionally or taking classes, you're not really um, introduced to film right. Or, or, right. or voiceover. It's really only theater is the only kind of performing outlet um, you have for, for acting. I mean, unless, you know, unless you're taking an instrument or, or singing or something. But as far as like acting goes, yeah, it's just like doing the school plays. Right. So that's really all, that's all I had to go off of. That's all you knew, um, which is so funny to yeah. me because I, you know, even though I grew up originally in San Francisco till I was like about nine, for me, LA, we would come so often, not even just for me as a performer, but just, you know, I don't know, we would just always come. Like it was not that far of a trip. It was, you know, a 45 minute flight. So I never felt like the movies and TV were out of reach. It never felt like this, this dream and I've never had that moment as an actor where a lot of actors I know who are from small towns, um, not even small towns, but not from LA or New York where it was not a, a really truthful dream that probably could happen. It was very realistic. Very foreign thing for them to, to imagine being in, um, being in film, it, yeah, yeah, it's that that definitely seems like well, you got to be in LA to do that. You yeah, gotta, I don't know, which is I mean, so wild kind of to me how then you end up, you know, being a part of it. So I right. I feel like I have so many questions, you know. Yes. 
Barrett, everyone has heard you on the Instagram Live. If you haven't seen that video, I highly recommend people come and check it out because you do all of your impressions, which are the best impressions in the world. They're fantastic. But on top of that, you play the piano. You, you know, sound exactly like Elton John. You do the whole, you know, nine yards. And to be able to see you do it is so unique and so special. I think that there's something about when you do it, when you do it on, you know, voice audio apps and when you do it, you know, with cartoons and stuff, with the music and the whole impressions, right? Yeah, yeah. You can use your imagination. But when you actually see you doing it with your facial expressions and everything yeah. is mimicking, it's even more impressive. And I can't, oh, like, say it enough. But, um, you know, I really, I have so many thoughts because, you know, sure. you are very, very, very big in the voiceover cartoon world. You have your, is this your Pokemon character behind you? This is, um. so I play a Pokemon tra trainer, a couple different Pokemon trainers, but this is one of like the Pokemon that my trainer has, or it's, this is a Magneton. Um, and, uh, oh God, or is it Magnemite? Oh, it's probably Magneton. Uh, Anyways, <laughs> um, We'll just bleep it. Yeah. Uh, and for the correct, the correct one. Um, uh, yeah. So that that's I have that and um, have some other artifacts around. Um, but I but think yeah. that that's so freaking awesome that this is what you do and you are able to change your voice and mimic and do all these different things. So I want to get back to the beginning. Sure. I want to know. Is this something you always thought that you could do? Or was this a discovery when you came to New York? You thought you were going to be singing and dancing on Broadway. And you were like, yeah, but I got something going on here with my voice. You know what's funny about the singing and dancing, though, is that I never, I never really thought I'd have to dance. Because I always, <laughs> I would get the leads in the musicals in high Oh, she, 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 darling. Fancy. And, <laughs> and because I was um, so... Like animated and uh, had, had so much charisma, voice. and all the ladies wanted Tr me. <laughs> charisma, oh yeah, all the ladies want the, the theater kids. Um, <laughs> the 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 weird theater ladies want the, the theater kids. Um, but um, yeah, no, uh, be because of that, um, when I got to New York, for some reason I just oh, and they well because they'd never make me dance in the shows, right? Oh, so sometimes there'd be a big group number, and even if I I was like the the lead and how to succeed in business without really trying. And uh, somehow in the big group dance numbers, even like Brotherhood of Man, everyone is dancing up front. And somehow they're just like, Barrett, you just do some business off to the side. You just, just do some fun yeah. stuff. Just snap in place or something. Because it was worthless. do some business over there for a little bit. And then yeah. um, make your way over here. Let's, uh, let's do it that way. That is oh, so I can fake it. I can fake dance. Like I can, I can do like, like a, a fake soft shoe thing and it'll look kind of real. <laughs> But I'm not going to learn what you teach me. No, no. I mean, but to be fair, I, I think that the best example for people to watch is like the movie Fame. Um, right. To see how hard really it is, how they expect yeah. you to learn routines. Anyways, regardless. So anyways, yes, I get to New York. Uh, I, I start doing a, uh, I did, I start doing a, uh, a children's theater tour. What? Um, like, a, like a musical. It's called Harry the Dirty Dog. No, it was five. Oh, it was five of us. Harry, they were nice people. Harry the dirty dog. Yeah, <laughs> and it was five of us. 
this company um, writes these musicals and they write them intentionally so that there are five, so that there are four characters. Right. One male character <gasps> and three female characters. What? Um, yes, because they only send out um, five people in a van. No. With all your luggage and then all the set pieces. No. And all the equipment. And you travel around the country, five of you, four actors and a stage manager. And uh, so because of, like, the sleeping arrangements, um, and they don't want to, they budgeted this down so, so, just oh. so carefully. It was like me and two other females would share a, a hotel room. What? I would get my own bed. They would share a bed. No. And then the stage manager and some and a, a different female would get their room. So people would always fight because they didn't want to share the bed. They wanted to have their own bed in the other room. The per I'm not going to say who was one of the people in the, 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 the company. Yeah. Um, who was who took it upon herself to be the driver. <gasps> um, could not could not drive well. Oh, my and, gosh. Um, I just have this memory of of her um pulling out of a gas station um <laughs> and and um they ha they have like these concrete um like you know partitions uh -huh. in the gas station so you, so people don't you know crash into the tanks and uh then uh but as we're pulling out I hear this like and and she the whole side of the car gets no. this red racing stripe on it because of the paint <gasps> from this red part from this partition oh, that she dented the whole car and then she would drive on the wrong side of the it was she was horrible at driving nice person terrible driver oh and my uh, gosh. yeah so that those are the kind of things you have to deal with though when you're doing right. like beginning in theater and you're doing shit gigs Oh um, my gosh. But, and that was yeah. your first gig into yeah. like I'm going to be a Broadway star in Harry the Dog oh, yeah. the, the children's the tour. Dog. Oh yeah. My I mean, I got gosh. it like when I was right out of college, so I thought that was like, ooh, I got a national tour. Meanwhile, you we'd be playing, we'd play some like legit theaters, uh -huh. like you know, you'd go into a theater and it'd be like the the Wicked tour had just been there, so you're like, ooh, we're right. now we're right. we're you know, you go and you'd go backstage and there'd be like all the co costumes because Les Mis is also playing, and you're like, ooh, look at us, we're playing on the same right. stages, we're we're big stars, and then you the next day you'd be like. It'd be like eight fifteen a.m. and you'd be doing fucking Harry the dog in a in a cafeteria in front of children and their teachers who, who on their phones and it it was just like it's fucking. Did you and ever to, have a oh. situation where like the kids threw like applesauce at you or something? No, luckily not. Um, someone dropped a baby during one of our shows. What? I I, what do you mean? Someone was trying to like get out carry their baby to the to the bathroom and change them and they just drop them into the next row. No. Um, no. Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> I hope the baby's okay. Well, you know, screw that baby. It it stepped on my punchline. It stepped no, on uh, my punchline, god damn it. I was trying to be real funny. That was the winning yeah. act. Oh my gosh. So, was no, yeah. it Harry the dog that made you realize you had such a great voice? No, I when I was doing um when I did like Stuff in high school. That's when I. I but how did you know that you could do, you know, the voiceover? Because just because. Because I always was doing characters. You were that kid. Yeah, I could. I could. I could imitate. Like I had. Um, 
action figures or whatever. And if I was playing with them, you know, I would act it out right. and be like, you know, I had a Gandalf action figure. And even at like 10, I was like, oh, you shall not pass. And I was no, doing like, you could do it. which is, yeah. And uh, so, yeah. I, 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 and growing up and being like, as a student of, of, of animation from the 90s, you right. know, uh, watching you know, Batman and, and, and Disney. Did you ever see that Nickelodeon documentary? I just watched it on the plane on the way to Boston. I um, didn't see it. The how, Orange how Years. It? You know, I thought about you the whole time. It was fucking phenomenal because yeah. I had no idea. Uh, I believe it's called The Orange Years. And I had yes. no idea that there were so many people. Iggy Pop was a big fan of The Adventure of Pete and Pete. Do you remember that show? <laughs> And I remember so, Pete and Pete with Danny Tamborelli. Danny Tamborelli. So Iggy yes. Pop was like a big fan and was like a friend of the creator. So if you actually look, he's a recurring character on the show. Iggy Pop? Yeah. Very strange. So yeah. strange. Then the I think it was the guy who was the the lead or not the lead. Uh it's not that the the main guy in Devo created the Devo. Rugrats oh, theme song. Oh, Mark Mothersboro. Yeah. He did the Rugrats theme song. So oh, yeah. you think about all these things, and, and it's just so wild how our childhood. Well, MTV clearly, MTV clearly in, uh, uh, inspired a lot of, like, the Nickelodeon, the, the graphics. The um, Yeah, you can totally tell. The, the woman that was president was so unbelievable, and she had such a vision, and she did yeah. not want to be anything like Disney. She wanted to be completely opposite. That's when they brought MTV in later on. And just remembering, you know, those were actually the shows. It was not, um, you know, all of the Disney shows that made me want to be in this business. I got right. such a kick out of, you know, the raunchiness. I Still to this day, and yeah. you know, Ren and Stimpy is one of my favorite shows. Disney, Disney was safe. It was like yeah. it was. It was very. It was very uh, nice. Yeah, safe humor. Right, not making fun of. At most, maybe like right. a little, like an older sister would make fun of her brother or something. Be right. like, you smell, and that was it. Yeah, you, you had these wacky. I would say, like you know, I'm not disparaging people, but I would say the more interesting people. Yeah, uh, in Nickelodeon our generation grew up on Nickelodeon, you know? And well, and I think it was a, a testament to, like, our parents, too, right? Because, like, my mom yeah. used to let me wait up and watch Snick, which was the right. dopest. And I would watch Are You Afraid of the Dark? And that show still is so creepy. I'm sorry. It's so terrifying, sure. you know? Um, and they wanted what about yeah, go what on. What about Nick News with Linda Ellerby? Linda Ellerby was everything. But think, but think about this, right? Like, yeah. You look at what Keenan Thompson was on, right. you know, all that. You look at what Keenan Thompson was when he did Keenan and Kel. And I, Kel Mitchell right. is actually my favorite. I think he's the funniest of all of oh, them. Oh, Kel's the best. I think he's yeah. fucking brilliant. Um, but it's so interesting how Keenan, right, like, he was born to do that. He was born to do SNL. Yeah. And how did that come about? Because of the training of this. I auditioned yeah. for all that when I was a kid. You did? I did. And I got like, a, I didn't test for it, but it was like the second generation of, of you oh. know, like it was yeah, not the they second, brought it back. Yeah, it wasn't really the second generation. It was like a new cast that they were bringing in. They already had had yes. Amanda Bynes maybe already, and it was like they were adding yeah. another person. But I remember, and I have to go back and see if I can find it in files because I'm sure my mom filed everything. But I had to do um, 
and three impersonations. And I was not an impersonator, but I knew how to be funny. So I mm. told a story on how the love of my life was Howard Stern. And That's that hilarious. was my full-blown story was like, I, I don't know, maybe I imitated something like the bongo bums, you know what I mean? And in, in, yes. in, um, in private parts, like there was something maybe but, a little raunchy for all that super but. raunchy, but you know what? Like they were into yeah. it and you know, all that. I mean, can we just take a quick moment to talk about the fact yeah. that speaking <laughs> of Nickelodeon, Barrett and I, we're not going to say the app because they don't pay us and so we're not going to say it, but we were on an app for a while and yes. we hosted a show with our other friend, Matt friend called Howard Stern um, on da da da. Uh, and it was just a parody show and you just did such an amazing job. I mean, your comedy is ridiculous, but we actually well, you had, know, I think it's, a, 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 I think it was a wonderful a wonderful time. Oh, oh Robin. Howard, you're so right, Howard. <laughs> it literally was the most fun that I had so in quarantine. Fun. It was so much fun. Yeah. But we had Drake Bell. Remember, he came on the... I mean, how can we forget? I'm saying, like, as if we don't talk about this all the time, but, like, right. we're going to, like, pretend like this is very new because it's fresh for the yeah. audience. Uh, right. But little insight we had drake bell came on uh the show and just randomly like he popped into this like room we were in and he came on yeah. and he was a big fan of howard stern and oh yeah you know he totally was doing gung-ho he was pretty funny though man like he was doing a really great job with all of his um impressions and then yeah. he sang his song for us and played it on the piano um not despacito what was it called remember Oh my god. Um anyways, and then news flash, he's in jail. Yeah. So it like happened real fast yeah. for all of us. Um long story short, we had a really good time and I told him and he did not remember and I was very offended that I did one episode of the Amanda show. I did a skit and he was he did not remember and I was very bummed. So, uh, sorry, Drake. I guess that relationship isn't going to go anywhere now. There's always Josh. Uh, there's always Josh, who's very lovely. Yeah. I met him. I, I did it. Yes. Tested for a show with him. He was very lovely. Um, but it, but it, but think about like how raunchy and edgy those shows were. Those inspired yeah. me. And you know, I actually met E.G. Daily. Um, who Love did her. the voice of Tommy Pickles. And mm -hmm. it's the funniest thing to me, right? Because she's a, a, a woman in her, uh, you know, older years. And probably she's probably like 50, 50, maybe 50 to 60 now. A lady never tells. A lady never tells. But E.G., you know, could still be the voice of a little baby and still does. Totally. And is the Powerpuff yeah. Girls. And I think amazing. That, that's what's always so impressed me about... Um, you know, c c cartoons and voices and voiceover actors yeah. specifically is because you have no idea how hard it is. I spent, I think, like six months with an agent. This was like 10 years ago where I was like, oh, I'm going to do voiceovers because I had done a few things here and there for friends. Yeah, And it is, yes, you get to hard. be in the privacy of your home, but it is hard because... You have to depend on using your voice to create the expressions to do all this stuff. I had someone tell me in, um, I did this uh, ABC Family Show or Fox, Freeform, something, whatever. Whatever. Point being, 
The girl yeah. said to me one time after my scene, she was like, you have very expressive eyes. <laughs> and I was like, what? Oh. She was like, yes, when you act, like they're very expressive. Like they say it all with your eyes. And really? I always remembered that, how, God, it's so easy for me to be, who, oh, ah, ah, you know, and like. That's funny because I was told, um, I was told one time I have eyes for voiceover. No. <laughs> Well, it's working for you, Barrett. And my point is, it's such hard work for you yes. to get across. Yeah, of course they can draw the cartoon to have big expressive eyes like me. I look right. like a life-size cartoon for fuck's sakes. But, right. you know, it, to be able to put the infliction and the the enthusiasm yeah. and the wow, pow, you know, all that stuff, it is exhausting. It is exhausting. Yeah. And I don't know how you do it. And on top of that... You have to create the idea of what you believe the voice is. So it's not yeah. like here's your character description and call it a day. You really are truly creating. You're a visionary, you know. Yeah, and, exactly. And I can't imagine. You know, I want to hear well, like what's kind of your process behind all of that. You know, how do you choose each character and how to make it different and how does that even work? It's so it's very difficult because. You know, at the end of the day, if you're auditioning for something, I could I, I, I could look at it and it'd be like, oh, my God, I, I got this. Right. Th right. This, is, this is me. Right. I, I, I We're know good. This. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, this really resonates with me. You know, it's, oh, like young kind of like intellectual type of like, you know, character or some little monster character or something. Oh, OK, I got it. You know, he, and I usually I, I really, it really helps to find the comedy in it um before you find at least for me to, to i immediately go through the script and i start looking for like the jokes right um yeah. because i and i start thinking about um yes there are, it, like yeah and so much of it is acting but it's also like if if i can use the writing yeah to help me in this moment what you know if i have a silly voice if i'm doing like a, a silly voice or, or or something and i but i'm just i'm reading something bland um I'm not gonna, it's not going to do me any favors, but right. if, I, if I, I usually go and look through and find, okay, oh, that's kind of funny that, oh, that's quirky. That's interesting. There's something I can kind of use. Okay. I get the sense of this. Um, and then if they have a, like, if there's a, um, I also usually like look up either if the show already exists, I go mm -hmm. watch a little bit of it. Or if, uh, if, you know, it's, if it's by a seasoned creator, I'll go kind of look at their aesthetic and their right. style. Right. And then, and all of this is so you. You are doing all this work just so. And then at the end of the day, you put it on a put it on a little MP3 file. You send it out. And if someone hears it and is like, "Oh, I well, I like I, I like this one better," yeah. there could be no rhyme or reason. There's no like doing it right. It's right. really just at the end of the day. I mean, if you if you're a shit actor, then you know whatever. But you know, even if I think I'm like, wow, I did a fantastic job and I'll, I'll send them out. I never really send anything out unless I feel good about it. But, um, you know, it's really uh, at the end of the day, it's like the casting director, personal preference. Yeah. You know? No. And that's you, absolutely what yeah. it is. This episode is brought to you by Podbean. Are you looking to start your own podcast? Podbean is an easy and powerful way to start podcasting. They give you all the tools you need for a successful podcast, and there's no difficult technology to learn. Sign up today for 30 days of free podcast hosting at www.podbean.com slash 
E-S. That's P-O-D-B-E-A-N dot com slash E-S. Well, here's a question for you because this has happened to me a lot lately. Yeah. And I don't think, you know, as an act, as an actor, um, I used to always go into my auditions and meet with casting directors and producers and directors and studio and network and all that. Right. And so I would have that, uh, you know, immediate reaction, right? I'm going to know like, they fucking hate me or like they're like living for me, you know, yeah. and either way, I don't care what the reaction is, but I get a reaction. Right. Yeah. So I can close that that chapter in the, the book, you know, and go, OK, you know what? Yeah, I you, did the best I closure. can. Yeah. It's closure. Right. It's closure. What I found over quarantine, what what really brought me to a very depressed um part of my life that I never had before was now everything's only on tapes. So it's creating art, we'll say in a very loose term. Yeah. It's creating art, putting it to the interweb, you know, and being like, it's in the ether. Someone's going to look at it, but I don't know if they look at it. I don't know if they like, you know, oh, did they they miss it today? I don't know if they watch for one second and they're like, she's fucking ugly or she's, you know, awful or like she's not funny. I don't know. And then you never even hear anything because now we're at a point in this business where it's kind of like, okay, send in the tapes and that's it. Like feedback doesn't really exist. Right. So I feel a lot of actors that I've talked to about this. I, I talked to one of my close friends about it the other day. You know, it's it's really draining emotionally and it's, yeah. it's not abusive. That's not the right word, but it's, it's discouraging and it's kind Very. of like, what's the point? Well, right? the final, sorry to cut you off, but the, no, no, I, no. I think what sucks is that about even just about the nature of auditioning in general is that the final product is just, is not there until it airs and exactly. Um, or until the show opens, you know, yeah. and even then, you know, it's like, so you're judging me, but if you, maybe it, what I have here, maybe I'm the one, yeah. but all I need is your direction. Maybe all I needed right. was you to say, this is great. What I need is a little more energy or take off, shave off a little bit of that, like gravel in your voice. And that's the voice we want, but there's none of that. It's like, I, and, and now they also like, we're we're do, we're doing all this stuff that we should shouldn't really have to be doing. Like you know, I have this uh, studio, studio here, but back in you know earlier, it'd be like, yeah, oh, you know, I'm rec- you know either recording, you're recording your it on your phone or you're recording, and people understand. Well, this we sent this to you at home. You're recording right. this at home, and you'll record it in a studio when it, you know when all is said and right. done. But no, and now it's like I have to send in this. Like it better be perfect, and I better cut out all the little yeah. breaths in, in right. the thing because I don't want it to sound a prof- Jesus Christ. Like it's you- so much work. They expect. Yeah. And that's the thing, right? Like I never had a studio in my house. I would always, if anything, I had to do something, I would just record on my phone really quickly. And now right. it's like, I have softbox light, softbox lighting going on. I have a gray backdrop. Yeah. I have to make sure that everything is like freaking perfect and i don't know how to edit a video i don't know how to do the right microphones i don't know any of this so you know i i think that that's kind of like my whole thing is you know with voiceover yes you used to be able to go into the studio and record it right Mm. so you could have them give you that direction 
But is it hard kind of being a voiceover actor in general where you're sending out these, because I find what you do even more creative and even more artistic because you're creating this character just from a Mm. voice. Do you ever feel like such a sense of defeat and depression of like, what the hell am I doing? Yeah. Or is that just me projecting? (laughs) No. Yeah. Always, you know, I don't know, it, like, whether it's, uh, oh, uh, you know, it, putting all your effort into something, would, and sometimes you have hanging over you that doubt. Yeah. But you're, you're, you're not letting, the doubt you have, it, that it's not affecting your performance, and it's not, um, you're still putting in everything you have. Right. But you're kind of like, this ain't going anywhere. Mm-hmm. Or this ain't, like, and that, even like a negative mindset, doesn't affect my performance necessarily. I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, because right. I can, you could, we can rally. Yeah, we can totally. Rally. We can and, rally. And, yeah. And so even if you feel like shit, if you're sick, you're still going to do it, you know, whatever. Obviously, if you have a clear mind and, and you feel fine, maybe you'll have the clarity to do. But I don't know. I, I still think that um, when I'm submitting an audition, for whatever reason, if it's just my mood that day, or if I'm thinking, oh, well, you know, this says they prefer actors in L.A., um, I'm in New York, uh, why am I even doing this? You know what I mean? Right, Sometimes, right. like, why why are you making me waste my time on this? Right, um, right. I mean, and, and that's, you know, I get it, and it's better to send it than to not send it at all. But at the same time, it's like anything I'm rooting for, I, I – I take it. I, I I understand that there's not that everything I have, uh, that I have to record is not going to be for me. Right. But I'll send it out anyways because maybe they just like my voice. Right. And maybe they're right. like, let's let's use them for something. That's happening. Right. I, I I just really like again. It's like it sounds stupid, but I just try to put out something that I'm satisfied with. Right. Yeah. You know? all do, I can you, do. do you? Well, and I think that it's it's important for also all of us in every form of work to be like, you know what, you've done the best you can, you've put your best foot forward, and it's in the universe, the producers, the network, the, you know, whoever is in charge, it's in their hands, and sometimes it's just a bad day, you know? Is there any... um, uh, Is there any part of you, you know, I always wonder from an emotional and mental health standpoint... From being, you know, able to, I wouldn't say hide, but you kind of can be able to hide behind a character, right? Do you ever find that it's easier to hide behind a character than to actually, you know, like for your um, your own emotional safety? Like, does that make sense? You know, it, it's funny. Like, I, I don't even, and it's, it sounds like, a, like an antisocial thing. Are you, are you talking like in general, like in conversation with people or in? Well, um, I mean, in conversation, sure, but more just like in the work that you chose. Like it's oh. it's so nice to be able to, I think, for your own mental health to kind of like not have to be on the set every single day and be, you know, told, oh, this doesn't look good and that doesn't work and this. Like yeah. there's something so nice that you, it, it, there's almost like a safety net, right? Like that must feel like your safe space in your studio. Yeah, kind of. It's also, it can be like a chamber of doubt. Uh, oh, interesting. Know, uh, you know, sometimes. Sometimes it's like I'll be recording and I'm just like, beating myself up because i'm like oh, i just can't get it or 
or I'm like flubbing the words or my mouth is making a weird noise and I'm just like, right. you know, I'm, and I'm just, right. I'm just, you know, I think hiding behind a character, um, I have a weird kind of acting thing where any, like anyone I'm playing is just sort of like, is just me mm. in a way. I don't yeah. know. I, I, Which is I always great just... because I think that's what the best actors do is they, you know, have a piece of themselves in a character. Yeah, like it's just always me. Not like I'm not, I'm, I'm always changing the voice and everything, but it's always like, it, it, yeah, I don't, I guess that's the best way I can describe it. Whether it's yeah. like, uh, even if it's something I've never experienced, it's just like, okay, I'll, it's just me in that scenario. And who would I be if I was in that scenario? Right. I'd right. probably be like this, you right. know? Um, that's sort of how I look at it. Um, so what's the most fun character you've ever done and what's the worst one that you just dread that you did or you have you had such a traumatic experience? Yeah. Not to bring it up, but, like, is there something that, that, that made a certain character so, like, was such a struggle to, to wrap your head around or your voice around, for that matter? When I... When I did the character, um, his name is Akira, and I, I did him on um, uh, the show Yu-Gi-Oh. Um, he's a character that, you know, he, he just has a voice like this, but it's, it's still very much like, you know, it, it's very close to mine. But, it's right. a, but, but, but you know, uh, this is my voice. And so I'll re it's really not much, you know, there's not much really to go, you know. Right. It doesn't take me that long to get there. And I kind of knew what he was going to sound like from the second I saw a picture of him. He was wearing like a... A, a very tight suit and was very, you know, had his so hair. So you just felt it, perfect. right. And I was just like, well, if I had to, you know, guess what he would sound like, it would be, you know, it would be like this. Yeah. You know, and then, and then I think the, the character, I don't know if, I, I won't say the name of the character because I don't know if the show's out, but I'll say that there was a, um, a show I had to do where it was, it was, it wasn't even like from an acting point. It was just from a technical point. Uh, of having to do it for so long, it was it was straining, right? Um, and um, and it was really it was a voice it was like this, you know. And, you can, and I can do that, but if you're doing that, for oh my god, a yeah, hours, that is a lot. Yeah, it's like it's like I can't do this anymore, you know. Um, yeah. So I think I think when it, I think I don't I don't usually struggle with because I don't I don't usually struggle with the character. It's usually um. If it's if it's strenuous on me, it's usually because of like the technicality of the voice. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. And how do you decompress? How do you let go of all of the voices inside of your head? I I just try to like watch something or um or or read or you know, or or play or play piano or play the ukulele. Um Yeah. I don't know, just something music helps. Music's um, very therapeutic to you. Listening to Stern, you know, yeah. love listening it. to listening to podcasts or, or something like that. Um, nothing, nothing. I don't. Nothing that would I would listen to that would like make me jealous. You know oh, what I mean? Interesting. Like, I'm not, I can't what do you listen mean? to something. In my leisure time, I'm not going to go and listen to like another voice actor <laughs> talk about craft who's. Uh, Especially like, unless if they're like an industry veteran, fine. But if it's some young upstart, right? Uh, that's right. not that's not fun. That's not right. fun. Oh, here's like a hotter, better person 
than you who's doing better than than you are and is probably rich uh do you yeah. find it to be a competitive business yeah oh yeah yeah because everyone everyone loves it just as much as you do everyone really? wants it just as much as you do oh yeah like you know it's like make no mistake anyone who thinks like i'm destined for this it's like yeah get in the fucking line you know what i mean like <laughs> There's no, there's no, it's the, what are you, what are you, Liza? Like, what are you, who, it's, it's like, it's like a star is born and they think they're like, you know. Um, what do you love yeah. about it? What makes it so lovable for you? It's the playing. It's like you play for a living. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're, you, um, you, you do wacky stuff. You, um, yeah, I have a, you know, on Yu-Gi-Oh! When I'm working with, um, the director, Darren, uh, is fantastic. I used to I used to watch him growing up on the same oh, wow. show. Um, oh wow! Now, now we become you know friends, and he's a, a you know a director, and it's really cool to work with him. And um, you know, I make myself laugh. Yeah. More than anyone, especially <laughs> doing like doing this, doing my voices, and doing you know. Right. Like I come up with like a you know uh, weird inflections or weird lines to kind of entertain myself. You know like. Uh, if someone has to say, uh, like, look over there, for some reason, yeah. I'll just, if I'll, I might be like, look over there, or so, I don't know, like, just because, like, that's a that weird way to say that. That was very much Steve Carell. Like, oh, yeah, exactly. Like, just anything to make, because it's like, I have the mic here. I, you know, yeah. he's going to direct me, but it's like, at the end of the day, they're going to hear my voice, and uh, I can do whatever I, I want. Right. right. What's, what, what, there are no rules here, really, you know? I think that that's so important too. And I think what's so great about, you know, voiceover and why I love acting and, you know, it's the same reasons it's, it's yeah. play pretend, you know, it's like we're kids again and yeah. it's that using your imagination and creating stories and characters and voices and Wow, I am nowhere even one one millionth of what you are with the voices. Well, you know, I wish I could do. I I would love to do more stuff like on camera. I just I'm I get a little I get nervous. I don't know. You know what how I mean? like, funny I get, is that? And so I and I get nervous in a sound booth. Yeah, really. Yeah, like right now I'm looking at myself on the screen and I'm just like, ugh. What do you stop looking at yourself? You oh know? my gosh. Yeah, no, see yeah. for me, I could perform in front of people and I feel fine doing that when I'm alone inside of my head. I yeah. find the hardest things that I ever possibly do is yeah. when I have to do not a monologue, but when I do like intros to emotional support or like mm. recaps. Um I, it is so painful for me to do it. I have to have all the lights off in the house. I usually record it at night. Like my eyes are closed. There's no video camera going on. Like it is painful because yeah. I don't like hearing the sound of my voice, which you love your voice because you can do I love all the my cool voice. voices. You know what's weird? I love my, I love my, I like my voice a lot. I like getting up on stage in front of people. Really? It's really like it's. Re yeah. I love it. Oh my god! It's like I would love to do that all the time. I've been, you know, like dipping my toe in stand up and doing some of that kind of stuff lately. Right. And um, I love that. I I love the immediacy of of um. That's of, what it is. It's the comedy. immediate yeah. reaction that you get yeah. from an audience. Do right. you when you do stand up? Do you find you had the nerves ever like before you went on stage? Yeah. Yeah. Sure. I, in a good I, way. Okay, let me tell you something about a time I, I really bombed in front, yes! of, in front of the whole thing. I was opening up for a, a, my friend's sketch group, 
They okay. never asked me to open up again. They no. said you can. You, they said you can be in our sketches, but we don't want you to do like kind of w- what you did. Um, and I thought it would be. I used to like. There was a theater called the Pit in um in New York, um, and uh, kind of in the the Flatiron District of of New York, the the Pit, and uh, it closed down lately. Um, but uh, I used to go there all the time. I was on a couple sketch teams there, and what I would do usually is get a whole bunch of like ideas, write them on my phone, and then on the way to the theater, sometimes I would just like write stuff and make stuff up. Right. Sometimes it would go over great. Sometimes not Another so much. Time, sometimes <laughs> not, sometimes not, not so much. Um, and um, one time I decided I had something prepped. I had something tried and true and practiced that I had as all that had always worked. You're like, it's going to be the reason, one. But for whatever reason, backstage, I just I had this like stupid idea pop into my head where they're going to say, uh, all right, everyone, uh, here's your I thought, wouldn't it be so funny? If they if they announced, all right, uh, here's your opener. They don't say my name, and I come <laughs> out stage. What I what I did before the show is I I went around backstage and got all like a bunch of janitorial supplies, mop bucket, and a <laughs> spray bottle and a rag, and then I put a, a <laughs> then I put a, a bucket and then I put a bucket <laughs> on my head. <laughs> put a bucket on my head and I when they said here's your opener and I walk out and I have a mop and I'm like oh don't mind me folks I ain't I am not the funny guy I'm just the janitor just the janitor just and, the janitor uh, <laughs> and I start like wiping down the mic stand I'm <gasps> I'm like mopping a little bit um I actually had gone on stage before the show and put garbage on the stage so I Amazing. could have stuff to clean Amazing. and the and then I I I I had my glasses in my pocket. I took them out and I went I took the bucket off and I went just kidding folks. I'm Barrett Letty. I am your opener. And it got a fucking zero from the crowd. It, no! it was it was no! like people were just people were just what is it? What is this? And then I had lost them for like the rest of the I couldn't like I couldn't get them back. It was too smart. It was too smart. I don't know what it was, but someone came up to me afterwards. And he said, um, oh, it was like in front of a whole bunch of, it was all totally, it was also totally not like my usual audience. Right. It was like a bunch of like frat guys from Rutgers University. Ah, yeah. See, that could have been the problem. No, I think the problem was the the shitty bit. But (laughs) I, uh, um, but a guy came up to me afterward and he said, hey, he's like, he's like, I was telling my friend before he's that I was talking to you before the show. And I told him, I'm like, he's not that weird. He was doing a, like a thing, no. and I was like, "Oh, thanks. I'm not that weird. I'm not no, that weird. Not. No, no, not that funny." But so uh, needless no. yeah. to say, that was never a part of your act ever again. No, I mean, I I still love it. I think it's for some. If someone did that, should we try it, it again a, and see if it works? If I was at a show and someone did that, I'd be howling. Like I think I, mean, <laughs> I don't know ridiculous, why. It's ridiculous, but it's I really think stupid. Yeah. yeah, it's stupid, but it was ridiculous oh. and funny. And you know what? <laughs> yeah. I will say kudos to you for being brave and trying something unique and different and not the same old like shitty right. jokes of like, you know, I swear to you, I went to a, a comedy show a couple weeks ago and yeah. every single person except for the person that I came there to see 
all their jokes were like about me too. And it's like, oh, I don't know. Should I touch the girl's boob or not? Or should Ugh. I ask her to do this? And I'm like, first of all, the news is old. The yeah. joke is old. And yeah. it's not landing and it's not working. No. And, and you're not funny, you know? No, exactly. Um, and, and so I think that, I don't know, I don't want to say like stereotype a lot of guys, but there are, these were, there were four guys that I said, I watched, they did the same joke about Me Too movement, you know, of like the boobs. And I think it's about taking risks in whatever you do for your work. Because, um, yeah. because you know what, like maybe it'll only hit one time out of, a million, but when it hits that one time, it's going to be so beyond memorable that it will continue to be the best joke in history. You Norm McDonald, man. Oh, my God. R.I.P. I mean, Norm. The, the yep. brilliant. I, I've not ever, when that happened, I found out he passed away. I have not been. I've cry, I was crying. I almost did. I mean, I, I, and I don't usually, unless, you know, I know the person, but like, I felt like I did in a way know him. I mean, I had spent all of quarantine just watching Norm Macdonald. Yeah. And, um, I, he, you know, if he, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a, he's really funny. Uh, he's a guy, uh, he'll, he'll just he, to, to uh, <laughs> be like, yeah, you know, I got a can here. You know, why would you, you know, well, you know, seems like, it seems like a waste. You know, we'd have all these cans. You know, why would you have it? Yeah. You know, there's just like, he'll just talk about things that aren't funny, but like, but make it funny because he's just like so unassuming. And, oh my god! And, and just and not, dry. But but not like there's so many comedians that you watch. They go on a talk show. It's like Jimmy Fallon. Like oh, okay, yeah. Oh. And then we did this. So there we were actually. And uh, my mom Facetimed me the other day. Uh, and you're just like oh, it's so much energy, and you're just trying. Yeah. And Norm right. would just sit there, lean back in his chair, and kind of like let things happen. And right, um, right? it's and, letting things happen around you. Yeah. Yeah. The same with like, uh, um, like Gilbert. Um, I think Gilbert is one of the most brilliant comedians of all time. And I saw him, you know, and he Gilbert Godfrey. And he do, lived in my Gilbert building. Godfrey. I saw him one time. Oh, I'm jealous. I, I've met him a bunch of times, but he's and <laughs> he's, he's duck. <laughs> he, he sort of remembers me when I meet him. Someone has to usually tell him. Oh, this is the guy that does the impression. It's like, oh, uh, do yes. your impression. Do your impression. Yeah. Yes. So this is. He. I saw him do. A, a show and he comes out and he goes, Ah, thi this is uh <laughs> Bella Lugosi doing who's on first. <laughs> and he's the ah, ah who's on first based. I don't know on third base. What's on second base? <laughs> and fucking no one really was getting it. I mean I, me and my friends were howling. Just right. I'm like Bella Lugosi doing who's on first who who, first of all, you know, is the 21st century. He's talking about Bella Lugosi. <laughs> Secondly, who's on first is just as old. Like, it's such a stupid little combination, uh, like <laughs> old horror stars doing dumb and congruous <laughs> things. But I, I, that is brilliant to me. And yeah. then you get schmucks going up on stage doing, so yeah, I'm on dating apps. I'm on some dating apps lately. I've been hitting up, you know, I, I took a year off the dating apps, but now I'm back on the dating apps. Um, like, Jesus Christ, shut it's, up. You know? Shut up. Like, it's not funny. Yeah, and I think that that's something that, that, that you do so well is you do take the risks and you do it. I think a lot of people that things that, that people do wrong is yeah. they try to create shock value in social media. And right. 
there's a difference between a live show. There's a difference between an Instagram live, a tweet, um, a post. I think things land differently. And and unless you know the person, how they're going to read it in their head, right? right? Um, Things don't land that funny. And I think that that's a lot of problems. You know, it's, it's also, not fair. It's, I'm not saying that it's not fair. I'm just saying that right. that's just what it is. Sure. But someone could come to your show. A journalist could come to someone's show and say, and here is a joke someone told, um, paraphrase. Right. And then put it up and you could go, wait, you didn't see the whole thing. I said that because um, it But that's like news to, articles. Right. Yeah. You know, it's like that happened to me a lot. There were a lot of like things when I was on a TV show where I would say really stupid shit that I right. thought was funny and they would miss, you know, write it or like they would put right. one thing in and not the other. And I'd be like, what? I didn't say I was a whore. <laughs> you know, period. I'm having so much fun. This is me so too. exciting. So, you know, I, I, I think that what I would love to know, you know, is. I have, I have two final thoughts for our, for our conversation, you know, what is something that you would say to someone out there who wants to be in the voiceover world that wants to do this? Not like some advice, but what is one thing that you wish you knew about for your own, like kind of mental health or your own emotional state getting into such a hard job? I maybe just realizing that it's harder than you think it is. I would develop, I would say, um, really know your strengths and develop like a good um, arsenal of skills that like you, that are unique to you mm. that, that you can do and get, you know, get good at those, whether that's improv or like, I'm like, I whistle that served me well, like at random points where they're like, Oh, we need someone who whistles. I can, you know, wow. And um, you know, just random things like that, you know, know the build up like, uh voices that you know watch also watch what's on now be familiar with what's on now don't be like out of touch you're right. not going to you're not going to do well if you, you know you don't have to sit there and watch everything but yeah know the know the vibe at least right right and um and yeah that those are the, and then all, I think a big thing though is also don't let people um trick you into scams or um you know they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna make you broke before you're gonna really? before you even get before you even <sighs> get off the ground. There's there's like this one there's this one like people find her obnoxious. I forget her name. I'm gonna call her. I'm gonna call her Susie Plywood. Um, Susie Plywood. I don't know why. That's just the first thing that came in my Susie. head. Susie. And hi. And she comes on. You sometimes I'll get because I, I look up voiceover stuff. So sometimes I'll get her ads in front of YouTube. She is notorious. For like her scams. Hi, I'm Susie Plywood. No. I want to help you get started in voiceover. <gasps> There's, it, she has a book. She wrote a book where I'm glad I'm not giving her a plug, but it has, I believe, on the front cover is the big word money. Like oh, God. you can make money doing this. Uh, hi, I'm here to teach you how to how you can make a six figure income just sitting at home doing voices. And it's like, are you an wow. idiot? Don't yeah, like as much as don't you don't fall for a scam, right? As much as you want, and every oh, that's another thing that bothers me. Um, I I don't know. Is it? Do you think it's a generation thing? Like Gen Z? I, maybe I'm I'm painting them broad, and I I don't mean to, but I've from what I've observed, everyone wants 
things now. Everyone wants everything now. And they don't yeah. want to you know, work like, for it. Wow, he's, uh, you know, everyone's thinking like, oh, and uh, like, I got to get a TV show. Like, uh, you know, I'm almost 25 or so. It's like, dude, do you understand? Like, I don't know. They're, and then you look at people like, you know, like Rodney Dangerfield didn't start doing comedy till mm -hmm. his 40s. And yep. he's one of the best ever. You know, it's like yeah, but I think that that's that's a product of uh the the world we live in with instant gratification of people getting right. famous from TikTok. Yeah, you know, Ugh. they get famous yeah. from doing one stupid thing, and you're just like, wait, I'm sorry. And listen, I project so much animosity yeah. and jealousy towards it because for me, the amount of auditions I've done, I've done hundreds of thousands of auditions and I've gotten like six, you know what I mean? Like right. it is such hard work that I've been doing and fighting for since I was nine years old. When has a show, what I'm, what I would put out to these, to these people in the industry who look at, who say, Oh, we'd love to cast this person, but let me check how many followers they have. That's something I really can't stand because oh, that happens to me all the time. Yeah, but it's like when and I don't you... get jobs because even if I am the real actress, they're like, ah, well, who's going to bring it in? You know, and, and right. it, what, what they're actually learning is algorithmically, um, you know, people are the, the, the beautiful people that follow my social media or mm -hmm. or listeners of the podcast. Um, they're a loyal, devoted fan base right. where there's full engagement, where people may have a million followers and they have less likes and less comments than I do because it's fake bullshit. You know what I mean? Right. And not even that it's fake robots that are like following them. It's just fake engagement. It's not real passionate people who are thoughtful individuals. Exactly. Yeah. I don't know. It just when is it when is a hit show? When has a show lasted based on right. if you cast someone who can't really act or, or acts okay, but they have a billion followers, Doesn't. they might they might tune in and they might watch it. It's sure. not going to last. No. You know, no. Well, Rugrats didn't cast big stars. It, no. It, and it's one of the greatest shows of all time. You know what I mean? Of like all it's, time. Even, even um, you know, like Mel Blanc and June Foray, um, doing looney tunes were not yep. huge stars then maybe they were on the radio a little bit but they were they just they became famous doing the craft right and um now now they're famous because because they proved themselves doing what they were good at and geez what if they had given you know what if they given bugs bunny to you know some famous yeah you know vaudevillian star you what know, a difference! Back in the day, what a difference! But you're totally right about all of that. Yeah, you're you're completely right. When is that any different? I I know. Yeah. And I I hope that you know the narrative changes and it gets back to actually the best craftsmen and the best yeah. you know um, people that are the best at what they do and have the most yeah. passion. Um, and I am a firm believer in hard work. I I. Sure, I think that there is luck and that things happen to people, absolutely. But I am someone that believes in hard work. And I believe yeah. in, you know, you you put in the hours, you put in the energy. You know, even if it's a dumb audition that I don't even want to do, I'm still yeah. putting in the work to, to oh, put my to. best foot yeah. forward. You have yeah. to. Barrett Letty, what is your emotional support? I, it's going to sound silly, but I, I think really it's it's – it's other people 
Um, yeah. Collaborate collaboration. I'd say that's because it's great to create on your own. Um, I I really think that uh, when you find something, when you find like a a rhythm, when you find something that works, when you find your Robin Quivers, dare I say, dare I say, you you know, everyone needs a partner. I think, and and if you're creating something, I think a great emotional support, even even if it's not, even if I'm not creating something. But just like having a funny conversation with someone, right. making each other laugh, right. them reacting to something crazy you said, you know, like that I think is very, there's something very therapeutic because you're like, I'm not like, I'm just having a funny conversation right now. We're not yeah. making it for anyone. There's no stakes here. No. We're just like, it's two funny <laughs> no. people. And the only thing that comes out of it is our relationship deepens. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think that that's I think that that's I think that's good. I think that's worth celebrating. I think there's nothing better than collaborations. And I think that it took me a really long time to understand and appreciate that. I think I'm an only child. So I always am just like I always only depend on myself. I never trust other people. And that's like a that's a big fault that I've had to learn eventually how to kind of change it up. But You know, I think that there you you can't do it alone. You can't. No. You know, and while I I know that I could do a podcast and probably talk my my ear off for days just by myself, there's something so magical about every single week there being this new beautiful human that comes in to my, you know, home and uh, virtually or in person. And that collaboration of talking about, you know, what they do for their mental health, what they do for their emotional support and how that trickles and it goes to the interweb. And, you know, I have to say, I'm sure it's the same for you. You know, it's such a hard time in our business right now and everything is so different and everything is so up in the air and it's very, you know, you don't feel that connection um, and you don't really feel connection with friends. I mean, yes, now everything's slowly getting back together, but that's why emotional support is such a passion project for me because not only is it my life story about living with bipolar disorder, it's me finding the connection and the collaboration with other people. And I just want everyone to just, you know, bring this love and change together and it's therapeutic. So my emotional support, you know, is, People like you, people that come on this pod every week and make me feel like, oh, wow, you know, th- the mission is there. The mission is to destigmatize mental health and destigmatize, you know, the, the hardships that we go through every single day. And we're doing it together. And I think it's yeah. fucking awesome. And you're the best. And I just absolutely love and adore you. Please tell everyone right, how they can find you and follow along. Sure. I am at. Barrett Letty, um, and uh, everywhere really. Uh, watch, I, I, I'm. Sometimes I make funny TikToks. I think they're brilliant. Um, they are brilliant. You should watch them. And um, but yeah, I know. Uh, yeah, check check it out. What are the um, new shows we can watch you on? Right now, you can watch. Uh, I got a couple uh, shows on uh, Netflix right now. I'm in Pokemon uh, Journeys, Woo-hoo! Master Journeys, and then uh, another show called Bread Barbershop, which is like the wackiest show. And then um, have some cool video game news coming later on this year. So, um, oh my god, so exciting! Really excited to share. Yeah.
Oh my god, well thanks, Barrett! <laughs>